Praise God. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. The Lord is good. How many believe the Lord is good? Praise God. You came to worship Him tonight. Why don't we just give Him some of our praise here for just a moment before we get into the Word of the Lord. Father, I want to give you glory and praise. I want to lift your name right now. Because you alone, oh God, are worthy. And I praise you and love you. Magnify your name, oh God. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is a beautiful service tonight. Has God been good to you? God is so good to us. We're so blessed. And we thank God for what he's doing. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to get right into the word of the Lord tonight. But a couple of things that were exciting. We, uh, what, Sister, uh, Sister Connie Brown, uh, some days ago went to the, to the doctors and they said, there's something on your lungs. And um, it's really worrying us. So I don't know, it seemed like they did. Uh, all kinds of different things. And then they said, we're going to do a biopsy. So they finally brought her in a few weeks ago and said, we're, gonna, we're, we're concerned enough about it that we're going to do a biopsy. And they came and we began to pray again. All of us began to pray. And we said, all right, well, a biopsy is just a good way for us to show that God is helping us find out what is this. And so... We went, they went in there, and the news came in Friday. No cancer. It's not cancer whatsoever. Something else. We were worried about it. Praise God. We baptized. Now, we had a whole crowd of folks here. By the way, this morning, we broke our all-time summer record. It's just now June with 216 this morning. That is an absolute unbelievable uh, miracle. And uh, so when I call Brother Barron, I'm trying to get Brother Barron back from Houston. He's been in Texas way too long, way too long. And so uh, I'm going to tell him, if you'd have been here, it'd been 217. And then we had about 30 some odd. What was the count we got? 30, 30 some odd folks that would have uh, regulars that are normally here. But because it's summer and various, uh, for example, tonight, uh, we, did we have a special drummer tonight? All right, so we had a special drummer, and uh, that was because uh, our dad drummer's daughter got married, and they just uh, closed down their house on Friday, got back from their honeymoon. So some people just have it rough. And, and they got their home, and so tonight they're trying to, and I said, okay, Dad, he's down there trying to get his uh, new son-in-law in, in their new place, and then uh, the other one is uh, serving God somewhere. Pray tonight, and let's ask God to anoint his word. Shall we do it before we're seated? Come on, let's lift our voices together. Father, we thank you for the presence of God. I pray you'll touch our voice, touch our hearts. Let your will be done, O oh God. Speak to us, minister to us. Let us receive the word with faith, and we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. All right, God bless you. You may be seated. Now, I'm going to... Uh, uh, forego the reading of a text for just a moment so I don't want to keep you standing but I do need you to help me preach tonight I have a message I believe God is as ordained for us and I want to preach to you as your pastor in faith that God will uh, place it deep in our hearts 
So it's incredible what the Lord is doing, and we praise God for it. People praying through, but I do not believe that this is an, an anomaly, that it is something that we should be surprised about. How many are thankful that God is moving, but we are not surprised that God is, is moving? Our youth campers are on fire, and how many are thankful that young people are getting charged by the presence of God? Camp meeting is upon us, and, uh, and uh, other things. Miracles are happening, Sister French was able to get us uh, to, to a portrait place to get, uh, we have an unveiling that is coming in the middle of the anniversary services. And uh, even when I was at the portrait place, I felt like it was a miracle. Just being there felt like a miracle. And so I feel led tonight to talk to you from my heart. Some, something that I believe God wants us to consider and we know that Jesus is coming. Does anybody believe that tonight? Anybody believe Jesus is coming? We are very, very near the coming of the Lord. And I have to, in certain times, I have to just tell myself, you can't just preach on the coming of the Lord. You've got to, you know, okay, you know the Lord's coming. But there's something that's stirring people. Just like young uh, Brother Stanley, that suddenly he began to feel. He said, something's happening in our world, and I want to get right with God. So the Lord is coming, but we as the church need to prepare ourselves for what God wants to do in our midst. We have to prepare our minds and our hearts. Not, not like we're going to be jumping, not like we have to train ourselves to jump through a hoop or something. Or, oh, let's get all jittered up and, and to where we just want to jump up and down. Nothing wrong with emotion and doing all of that. But the preparation that we need to do is in our spirit. We need, to, we need to be sure that we are listening to the voice of God. And so my text is in the book of Esther, if you would turn with me. I'm going to read one verse, and, and, uh, and please remain seated. I'm, I'm going to um, read several verses. And I'd like to read Esther 3 and 13. And I'm not going to read a long portion. I'm just going to read... Uh, bits and pieces and then come back to it but i believe tonight what the lord is trying to say to the church in these moments before the rapture uh is symbolized in the the life and the story of esther and esther three thirteen has uh a summary statement we've basically gone into the major uh event of esther queen in persia and it begins with these words, and the letters were sent by posts. That is the letters that allowed Haman to kill and destroy the Jewish people. And all of that story is basically the entire unfolding of Esther's life and purpose. But in the life of Esther, we see a beautiful symbol, not just in her beauty, because I believe the church is beautiful and I believe that you are beautiful and I'm not scolding anyone. I'm not preaching tonight because I'm, I'm, I think that I'm better than somebody else or that I that I'm, I'm upset about something. I'm preaching tonight because I believe it is my calling to allow an anointing of the spirit to draw us into his purpose. 
It would be, I would have to answer to God if I were to say that two or three hundred people, oh man, that's really doing something. It would be a sin to God to say if we reach two or three hundred people or a thousand that that's the end of our calling. I don't believe that for one minute. I believe that things that God wants to do today are beyond our ability to even comprehend what God wants to do. But of course, if you make such a statement, someone, oh, he really thinks, oh man, he just thinks he's cool or whatever. But I'm telling you tonight, it is time for the church to recognize who we are. Esther was absolutely beautiful. I'm not even going to go into the verses where the Bible itself tells us. It's very, very rare for the Bible to speak of a person and speak of how beautiful they were. But, of course, it was absolutely tantamount to the entire unfolding of Esther's story to let us know that she was brought into the presence of the king because of her beauty. And, of course, it took more than beauty. It took many things, character, charm. and I mean, this was no uh, beauty contest. It wasn't the Miss Universe contest. She was brought into the presence of the king because she was one of the most beautiful women in all of the world. And I believe sometimes, and I don't, I'm not bragging, I'm simply giving, of course, Esther's long, long gone. But what I'm saying is that the church is, is uh, Esther is a type of the church. And I believe that the church is a beautiful thing. I thank God for each one of you. How many are glad that you're in the church tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. But in the middle of her story, Haman was determined that he was going to destroy the Jewish people. And the Bible says the letters were sent by post. These were signed by King Ahasuerus. The year was 485. So we could roughly say this is nearly 500 years before Jesus. And we're in a period where you have, uh, you have uh, the Persians... And the Romans and the Greeks, there's this fluidity of world governments, very, very much like the kind of world that we're in. Perhaps some of you have been hearing of the markets becoming completely turned on their uh, ear, I'll say, because England, where I studied for many years and earned a PhD, and I have a certain fondness for because about that, just knowing people, and, and I, I received a... a uh, contact from a major um, I mean I can't I, oh I can't I, I can't say this on I can't say that on here so that's gone I can't I'm, I can't relate that incident a very well-known encyclopedia company has contacted us because they want to interview us about the growth of the Jesus name church they are absolutely astounded. Let me tell you something, folks. We need to realize the church is a powerful body. It is a beautiful church of the living God. It is beautiful in its splendor. God intended for the church to be so. And Ahasuerus, king of Persia, in the capital of Shushan and there the palace and all the things and all and of course this is no praise of Ahasuerus he was he was no servant of God whatsoever but Ahasuerus was tricked by a man by the name of Haman can everybody say praise the Lord can you preach with me even though I don't want to have to jump 
I don't have to ride on the back of a pony for you to feel like I'm preaching to you. But I'm telling you tonight, God has a plan for the church. And it is not for us to have business as usual. It is not that we just do the same old thing again. The will of God is that we do what God wants us to do. Praise God. I don't even know if we can comprehend what it is that God fully wants to do in our midst. But wouldn't it be wonderful if God would say, hey, apostolic tabernacle, I'm going to use you in a mighty way in these last days. What a mar- Why don't we lift our hands and ask God, let's just tell him we're willing to be used of God. I do thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 All right, so Ahasuerus had only been king for three years. Just Let's say that uh, historically, and I, I don't mean to preach a historical sermon. I mean to preach a symbolic sermon, but the symbol has no meaning if you do not understand the history. And so it was that Ahasuerus, he was known as a very unique king. He was known uh, for many things. I, I, I won't even begin to discuss his temperament and his personality but he was very young as kings go and he had been only king for three years when the incident of Haman and Haman's character and Haman's background are all explored in the book of Esther the very interesting things but I'm relating it tonight because the king was tricked by a very very a clever individual. Now, uh, I need to say tonight that we need to be very careful as a people that we stay as close to God as we can. Now, none of us are God. None of us are the Son of God. None of us are uh, in the Trinity. None of us are uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. None of us are celebrities. So uh, we know that, but it is very vital. And I'm, I'm saying that somewhat glibly, of course, but it is critical that we recognize that we must stay as close to God as possible. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. It is not a time for us to get farther from God it is not a time for us to begin to question things that are solid in the word of God it is a time for us to know that the devil could use a very clever disguised conceit to destroy the people of God it is possible that the devil would do it in fact I don't I'm not prophesying but I'm telling you it is vital that we stay close to God it is the will of God that we get close to him in fact listen no 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 you listen to me you may say well I'm as close to God as anybody here doesn't make a bit of difference you need to get closer to God this preacher needs to get closer to God I want to get closer to God my days are not over my time and what God wants to do in my life is not over because something good has happened in my life no sir no sir no sir and so this young king was I won't say easily, but when you're that young and you have that kind of power, this is one of our problems in America today. We have people elected to offices and they are so egotistical. They are so full of the devil. They have no idea what they're doing with their power. And they think they're cool and they're this and that. And If some Hollywood star comes along, shakes their hand, then they they think they're God on earth. 
That's why we're having the kinds of trouble in America. And I pray that God, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, oh God, bless America again. God, help us as a people to bend our knee to you. Let us get as close to God as possible. And let the American church get as close to God as possible. You know, many, many nations, we have baptized believers in over 200, what was the last count? Ten nations of the world have churches in communist lands where they're getting the Holy Ghost. They're getting, God is moving and healings, but America is too busy. I know we're having revival in America. I'm not trying to disparage it. What I'm trying to tell you is it is vital that we recognize the importance of staying close to God. And a young king that is too young and too powerful. Now, I realize that we're talking about an era when a king had all the power, and so it's hardly even comparable. But young Ahasuerus was tricked by a very clever man. This man was angry at the Jews because of one thing. One simple thing. Haman became angry because as he passed through the gates and all the people were bowing to him because he was a man I'm I'm a buddy of the king there was one Jewish man by the name of Mordecai who refused refused to bow down He refused to give worship and allegiance to this man. And so the Bible tells us that Haman lied or tricked. But let's let's change it now to what it really was. He lied to get the Jews condemned and therefore the letter that we have just read about, you see why we're seated and not standing. And the letters were sent by posts because the devil always thinks if he can get it in the mail, if he can get the word out and the letters went everywhere, the king thought that he was doing the right thing. He was condemning the Jews. He was getting ready to kill every one of them. And the Bible said, and here's what the letter said. Look at, look at it again. Come on, let's go back to 13. Have you got your Bibles there? Are we, are we here? Uh, the letters were said. There it is. You, you, uh, you need a Bible, but if you don't have one, you can see it right there. And the, what was in the letters? Okay, go down here. To destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish, which sounds very much like the same thing, doesn't it? To kill, I mean to destroy, and to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews. Now, there you have the sense of the radical betrayal of Haman. And I feel as I'm preaching tonight, and I've told the Lord I'm going to preach it. I'm not going to get beside myself. Some of you don't think I can get beside myself. But, folks, I can get to dancing, and then next thing you know, I'm literally beside myself. Uh, Or at least people tell me. People say things that I never did. Uh, You know, he shouted halfway off the platform. Or whatever. No, 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 no. That, 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 you, you didn't look closely. 
But uh, I tell you something, folks. I'd rather praise God and be a part of the praisers and let somebody make fun if they choose. But the, the radical sense of what Haman was all about, and I believe it is very, very much what we are feeling tonight in our world, and that is a sense of the spirit of the end time. A deceptive spirit that thinks it can do anything and get away with anything. But I tell you today, there is a God that is above every man and every leader. And there is a God that is greater than any force or spirit. And I'm going to say it tonight, if you can receive it or not. There is no devil in hell that is greater than our God. There is no devil that can stop our God. Our God is greater than I am. He's greater than my ability or my mind or my comprehension. God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That spirit of Haman is all about us. The Bible says that he wanted to do this killing. Now listen, I know I'm taking, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to preach all night, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach this. The Bible says that Haman was able to get the king. I'm going to basically telling only a very tiny, tiny bit of it. But he wanted this killing of the Jews to take place. See if it's right here. Both young and old, little. Everyone see that? Little children and women win in one day. It was going to be like the Nazis that rushed in and took them from their beds. And I I know that we have children, young children. I'm going to be careful. But in one day, you see, the spirit of Haman is really the spirit It is the same as the spirit of the last days that says, I want to destroy now. I want it over now. You're going you're gonna to do what we tell you to do. That's the spirit of the last days. But I feel another spirit. Praise God. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost here tonight? <laughs> Praise God. Okay, I, I'm going to keep going. Now let's keep, let's keep reading. All right? Uh, buh, 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 buh. Even upon, that's where I'm at. Even upon the 13th day of the 12th, 12th month, which is the month of Adar, and... To take the spoil of them for prey. In other words, we're not just going to do it in one day and sweep in and all across all of the hundred. There were 127 provinces of uh, Persia and every Jew was to be killed. And it was literally going to eradicate Judaism from the Persian Empire. And uh, Hazuerus was unaware. He wasn't even, he wasn't even uh, uh, realizing what he was doing when he signed this into law. He was unaware that one of his own queens by the name of Esther, and Esther is, uh, is, is a uh, 
Persian word, her name, she has, of course, a, a, a Hebrew name, but her, her Persian name is Esther, and Esther means the star, the radiance of the heavens. That's what her name was. And, and the devil thought that he was going to trick an entire generation, and that would be the end of what God was doing. But I say tonight that the devil is a liar, and that God is on the side of his people. He was not even aware that he was signing a death warrant to his own queen. He didn't even recognize it. And I want to say tonight, church, we need to be filled with faith. While the devil is out there and the spirit of Haman is everywhere, we need to recognize that God is still in charge. It doesn't matter what anybody's doing. God is still in charge. You say, my children aren't serving God, but God is still in charge. You say, I don't have the money I need, but God is still in charge. Hallelujah. This Haman spirit, and let me speak of it this way, although historically that's inaccurate. We might say the spirit of Satan was in Haman. I believe that for sure, but... But let me use this kind of analogy that this Haman spirit was wanting not only to see the death of the queen. Of course, he wanted the death of Mordecai. But how many see that the devil doesn't care what he does to your kids? You think the devil cares? But if he tricks you into thinking this world's okay, then then ends up your children are destroyed. You think the devil's going to lose a minute sleep over it? The devil could care less about what it's doing. The devil doesn't care what drugs are doing to the kids up and down our streets. But I've got a God that cares. My God cares about your children. Hallelujah. Can we just clap our hands and love him a little bit? I really feel the power. I feel the presence of the Lord here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Now I'm going to jump into chapter 4. They're helping me, and so we're going to jump over into chapter 4. Give me, give me a little time here. So verse 13, the very end of chapter 4, verse 13. Let me make sure I'm, I've got it right. Yes, the very end of verse 13. So Mordecai says to Esther, who technically is, uh, he raised her. But, of course, you have to figure out some of the Hebrew expressions to be absolutely sure what relationship they were. But in English, we would say that Esther was Mordecai, Esther was Mordecai's uncle's daughter. Is that complicated? Did you get that, Sister French? All right. So would that not... I'm just talking about English. I'm not about Hebrew. Uh, okay. Um, here, here's what the English says. This is... This is I'm, in other words, I'm suggesting this is probably accurate translation uh, to say it like this. Esther, who is, of course, the queen, she didn't get there being some little flighty nobody. And she is, oh, okay, Esther is Mordecai's uncle's daughter. 
and both her mother and her father. Oh, I don't know what it is about this tonight, but I feel the Holy Ghost all over this place. She, her father and her mother never raised her. She was raised by, most people say that was her uncle, but if we go by an English comprehension of the culture, that meant that Mordecai was her cousin. They were cousins, but he was a much older man, and he and his wife raised her. She never had a mother. Let me tell you something, folks. Some people just whining and crying. Nobody ever shakes my hand. Nobody ever's nice to me. And, and you're whining all the time when what you need to be doing is saying, wait a minute, I've got a God that's given me what I have, and I thank God for every bit of it. Man, if I preach what I feel tonight, we'd be in trouble here. Hallelujah. So do we get that straightened out, Sister French? I'm trying to keep from preaching a few things here. All right, so wouldn't you say that sounds like their cousins? Of course, it all hinges on the Hebrew word for uncle there, which, of course, this is a Hebrew book that's influenced by Persian. And uh, it's, there's lots and lots and lots of disagreement over the the text of, of Esther. You know, the devil's constantly trying to get people to doubt. Does anybody here just have faith in the good old word of God here tonight? <laughs> Jesus said it and I believe it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands one more time and let's just thank him for the word. I thank you for the word tonight. And I praise you, God. And so it was verse uh, 13 of chapter 4. Think not... Everyone say, think not. So Mordecai got off the track. They're trying to explain why this communication between these two is so vital. It's act, they're actually cousins, I think. And, uh, and uh, yet she was raised by him as a father. And, of course, his wife. And, and she has become the most famous Jewish individual in all of the world. And she is known for her beauty and she has been privileged in so many ways and I, I wouldn't want to take away your privilege tonight. I don't I'm not preaching against your blessing if you're blessed. If you're if you've been blessed, I think it's wonderful. It's beautiful. But you can never think that your blessing is what it's all about. It isn't about what you've got and who you are. It isn't about your reputation and your name and who you are. It is about the God of heaven that you serve. It is about who brought you to this place. Who brought you here. But if thou... I'm sorry. Think not, Mordecai said, that thou shalt escape now here's something this is revelatory i know i'm preaching slow and for some of you it's hard it's it, it, you can hardly take it but but i'm gonna do it i'm sorry i'm gonna preach just give me a little little bit of time here so it was that a bit of revelation begins to form in our hearts as we see this this absolutely breathtaking queen of persia and the moment of her great testing let's call it and i'm not suggesting that god wants to test us and i'm not prophesying that some kind of woe or test is on the way i am trying to admonish the church tonight 
that we need to realize who we really are. We need to recognize the time in which we live and we need to respond accordingly. God has brought us to this place. And so listen, listen, here's a little bit of revelation. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Here's a little bit of revelation. So what did Esther mean when she responded to her very precious, uh, I can't call him a stepdad, but a cousin that she thought of as like a dad. And he sends the word to this lovely little one that he raised from the time she was a little tot. I'm telling you. And he sent the word in there. Listen, honey. You listen to me. You may think that it's about the gate and that it's about who's bowing to who and that only a handful of us are going to pay the price and that you will escape. Because you're beautiful and you're queen and you're all these things. But he said, think not, Esther, that thou shalt escape. Verse 14. But if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time. I like what the NLT says there. At a time like this. And that, I believe, is what the Holy Ghost is trying to tell Apostolic Tabernacle tonight. If we miss our opportunity at a time like this, if we compromise now, what a danger we put ourselves in. God is still able, Mordecai says, now listen, here's a revelation. I'm going to stand behind it. I believe it's exactly what Mordecai was saying to Esther it's a little dimension that made more sense to me as I begin to think through the years of just what the dynamic was between this uh, Mordecai and the queen and he says to her do not think that you shall escape because if you hold your peace and you miss your opportunity at a time like this And I'm going to put it in my own words now. God is still able to... Listen. God can still deliver all of us Jews. I'm putting it in my own words now. In other words, a little Hebrew, a little English, and trying to make the King James just be just a little bit clearer. That, okay, so you may think you're going to escape, but you listen to me, honey. I know you. I knew you when you were there on our knee. I knew you when you were just beginning to be the beautiful little girl that you really are. And I was there, and, and we taught you the things that led you to the palace when they took you by force and brought you in to the presence of the king. And you could not say no there was no way for you to get back it was our teaching that put you there it was our faith in God that put you there and don't you think for a minute that we will be destroyed and you will live honey because that's the trick of the devil because God listen God is going to find a way to deliver us But if you miss your opportunity, you're the one that's going to suffer death because the king will most assuredly purge his palace of every 
Jewish individual. God will find a way. Does anybody feel faith here tonight? Does anybody have a loved one that you're praying for tonight? They, they, it's God. Could we just lift our hands and pray for them right now? Father, I'm praying for a miracle. God, I don't want to miss my opportunity by, by being uh, lackadaisical. I pray, oh God, that you will work in a mighty way. Let faith fill our hearts. Praise God. He was making sure that Esther understood. You may have it all and you may think you will escape, but no, it's time to act. And it's time to act now. You can't say, oh, it's, I'm too busy. I've got too many duties. I, I've got too much going on. The time to act now is in the very presence of God. And because you have come before God and because you and thy father's house, everybody connected to you because you have been given privilege. You are closest to it. You're the one that's in the most danger. Listen to me, church. Oh, I need to make sure that I'm getting through to you tonight. When we are given privilege from the hand of God, anybody here been blessed by the hand of God? That means that we are closest to it. That means that when we, when we refuse to recognize the time in which we live, we are in the most danger of all. If there's ever been a time, we need to preach Acts 2.38 and baptism and water and holiness and shouting and praising God and worship it's now don't lose your shout now queen or not beauty or not that Haman's spirit was going to impact the palace of Ahasuerus the spirit of Haman was out to destroy anything that refuses to bow and Mordecai I said in faith I believe God will make a way for us but honey you listen to me you listen to me you're too close to this now. You can't back away and say you have nothing at stake. You've got everything at stake because you are so close to it. So look here. Look at, look at the final verse here in verse 13. It was time to recognize for the queen just what was at stake. You, Esther, will die. And all those that you love. Everything you believe in and stand for, it will be gone. You are going to lose it. It's just going to take one generation. We've raised you and here you are. You're, you're in the palace, the finest of everything. But it, you're just one decision away. And what is most important is that you recognize that there is still time. It will be gone unless. Could somebody say unless? Unless it's a potent unless and Esther this is a mighty important unless you see you've got to listen to me I raised you I've talked to you before and and notice what Mordecai then adds and who are we still in let's see I, I'm uh, I want to I can't see and who see the end of verse 14 and who Let's say it in the King James. Let's get the old English in there. And who knoweth? Oh, I wish I could preach this whole message. I feel so strongly that God, and I'm not going to abuse anybody, but I'm telling you tonight. 
a revelation of hope and faith is upon the church in these last days. Who knows? That's what Mordecai says. And that's my message tonight. Somebody knows. Can you say that? Somebody knows. Who who knows? Does Mordecai know? No, he doesn't know. Does Esther know? No, of course not. They do not know. So it is time to take a step of faith. Esther, Esther, I raise you to believe that when the time comes that God is bigger than king or potentate. He's bigger than law. He's bigger than any force in this world. And the Bible says, listen Esther, who knoweth, who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And for the Folks upstairs here wondering what the name of this message is. This message is for such a time as this. That's how we will summarize all that Esther represents to us tonight. Can you say it with me? For such a time as this. One more time. For such a time as this. Some will be all relaxed and yawning. Some will not recognize it. They won't know what time it is. They're too busy watching the latest whatever. And, uh, and they will uh, be questioning and scratching their heads. And they'll... Uh, is that song, Sister French, help me out. Is it Whistle in the Dark? I mean, in the, no, not the dark. Uh, well, Whistle in the Dark. There's, is that a song? Okay. Let's try another song. Um, how about Whistle in the Rain? Is that a song? Am I striking out? Singing in the Rain. Are you sure that's a song? You're not setting me up, are you? All right, so it's not Whistle. I thought it was Whistle in the Rain. No, no, no. Don't confuse me. I don't mean Whistle. Well, I know that. I know that. Whistle. While you work, I, I can't be fooled by that. No, whistle, whistle in the rain. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I didn't win the Academy Award. All right, so singing in the rain is what some of us are doing. Now, I know it's fun to kick your heels and get your umbrella and twirl it around and kick your heels as the rain. It's, oh, it's so interesting. And, but, folks, I want to tell you there's a time that kicking your heels in the rain is absolutely the most foolish thing you could ever do is when the world is on fire. And the generation in which you live is about to wrap up and he's getting ready to pull the curtain down. It would be most foolish to be singing out in the rain when you ought to be calling down fire from heaven. And you ask, who knows? That's what Mordecai says. And I say tonight, God knows. If God tells you to play and relax all the way to the rapture, who cares about souls? Then do it. Don't ever witness. Don't ever care. Don't ever pray. And, and, and by all means, be way, way, way too busy to worry about praying people through in an altar. 
If that's what God tells you to do. But Jesus said, wake up church. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works. It is time not to play, but to pray. Anybody ready to start praying? It's time to pray. Jesus said, don't say there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. And a thousand times, no, do not say there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. In other words, I'm too busy playing my games. Behold, Jesus said, I say, lift up your eyes. Hallelujah. Jesus has called the church to do his work. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Could we stand together? I I don't want to stop, but I'm going to have to. Could we just stand all across this sanctuary? Come on, Esther. Come on, Esther. You've been kicking your heels, and and, and, uh, it's time for you to listen to your upbringing. You need to listen to Mordecai. This is a very important time. And all around you, the kingdom is in trouble. This is the time to lift your eyes, dear, beautiful church. Esther, it's time to lift your voice. This is no time to compromise with Haman. The Antichrist spirit is everywhere. Esther, it's time for you to recognize that you have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I'm going to tell you why we've been brought to the kingdom tonight. Because God has confidence in you. You are beautiful. You are beautiful in your holiness. And you are not beautiful because of who you are. And because your own ability, you didn't make yourself beautiful. It was what was placed in you. It was what you were born with, Esther. It is your beauty. And it now is up to you to recognize that you have been brought or you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We are called in 2016 because God is counting on us. For such a time as this, could we just close our eyes and could we just give the Lord a little bit of praise in our, in our hearts? Not, not that we're just going to get all excited but could you just praise him with me just a moment here can we just pray come on church praise him a little bit that's why you're being blessed church you're not being blessed so you can brag about what you've done and how you retired you're not being blessed because you're some hero you're being blessed because god has called you at such a time as this that's why you're a queen esther This is a special time and you're a part of God's plan. You've got to listen to what God is calling us to do. And Esther woke up and she realized with the letters everywhere. I was trying not to get all tore up about it. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And she saw the letters from Mordecai with tears all over them. And she woke up from her slumber and she said, call my maids. Call. Get a hold of Mordecai and tell him that I have made up my mind. I know that unless the king takes his golden scepter 
and he extends it toward me, I will be instantly executed and carried from the palace grounds. I will not only lose everything, but I will die. But I have realized that God alone knows that I have been brought to the kingdom. Do you know that if you are the cause of your grandbaby being saved, that's going to be more worth more than all the gold and all the crowns in all the world. If you see your son or your daughter come to God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's lift our hands together. Lord, there's a special touch of the Holy Ghost for such a time as this. Esther sent out the word throughout Shushan. Fast for me, she said, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. It's what she sent back to Mordecai. And Mordecai is filled with a pride in his little girl who's really not his little girl. But he's the one that put it in her heart. And Esther concluded that little letter with these words. And so I will go in unto the king. Could you just say that with me? I will go. Could you say that with me? I will go. Oh, hallelujah. And if I perish, I perish. God has brought me to the kingdom. Of course, we all know that she saved every Jew, every Hebrew through all 127 provinces and that she turned the head of the king because as soon she was so beautiful. She was strikingly beautiful. Some of you think the church is nothing, that they have no power, that they're just wandering around. Let me tell you something, folks. You're a part of the greatest thing in the history of the world. You're a part of the beautiful body and the beautiful bride of Christ. That's what you're a part of. I wonder tonight if we could gather. Come on, let's get. I'm going to stop. I, I, I'm just going to stop right here. I wonder if we could gather around the front. I want to pray with us tonight. I want you to pray for me. Brother French, bring your family uh, up close. Come on, get the preachers. Everybody got any kind of calling? Sunday school teachers, could you come? I, I just want you to get as close to me. I want you close to me as you can get. I want to pray for you tonight. You're a beautiful, beautiful people. Praise God. Don't ever think differently. You're a beautiful people. Not because you're perfect and you've never done anything wrong, but because you're his bride. You're the queen. You're the church of the living God. And God's going to do something powerful through us. He's going to save our people. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to get a hold of that tonight. You're going to save your people because you have said, if I perish, I perish. I'm going to go in before God. I'm going to go in before the king. And I'm going to stand there in the very faith that was given to me and passed down to me. Could we lift our hands together? Come on, let's pray for one another for just a moment. Let's just thank God. Come on, pray for somebody. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise you, I praise you. I thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, don't let us, don't let us, don't let us miss it. Lord, we want to recognize the time. Oh, because of the times, oh God. Hallelujah for such a time as this. We've been called to the kingdom. We've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Lord, there's something happening here tonight at the tabernacle. Something powerful, Lord. We're not going to give up on it. We're not going to let the devil steal it from us. We're not going to give it away. We're going to stand here. And if I perish, I perish. I'm going to do for God everything that God has called me to do. I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. I'm going to live holy before God. Not because I'm holy, but because you're holy, Jesus. I want to be what you want me to be. I'm going to witness. I'm going to pray. I'm going to preach. I'm going to believe God. And the angel's going to stand over us. The angel's going to stand over us. We're going to see the hand of God done in our midst, Lord. Give us love and compassion like we've never had. Oh, hallelujah it's for such a time as this give us a new baptistry lord give us a new parking lot lord give us everything we need to have revival lord and that of course is more than anything let the holy ghost stir us touch our families and our loved ones oh god could you reach out to somebody maybe just just let them know you're praying near them Come on, come on, pray for somebody. I want to be there, Lord. I want to be there for someone. I want to be there for the children. I want to be there for the young people. I want to be a light in a dark world. And I thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh. How great is our God. Hallelujah. How great. Where's Sister French? Sister French, where I'm... Praise the Lord. I know you're praying. Come come up here with me. I need you to pray for me. I know you're praying for everybody in the whole church. Come come around this way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come come on. Come on up here. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to pray for us here tonight. That God will help us to see where we are, who we are. <laughs> and she, uh, so let's come on, help Sister French out. She's going to pray. You pray with her. Praise the Lord. Oh, precious Lord. Precious Lord. Lord, we, we received your word tonight, yes. Lord, for such a time as this. And Lord, we know that in our own spirits, in our own mind, in our own hearts, we cannot even comprehend what you desire to do in the last days, God. Lord, we know that you're coming soon. We feel, Lord, we feel, Lord Jesus, in the spirit. We see in our world, Lord, we know that you're coming soon. And Lord, we know, God, that you called us. You've called this church, God, 
for such a time as this. Lord, to be a lighthouse in this community. Lord, we may not can reach someone somewhere else. We may have a burden and we may care. But Lord, you have put us here for this time. And Lord, I pray that you and Lord give us strength and let us see God with eyes of faith what you desire to do. Lord, do not let us listen to the enemy. Lord, do not let us, oh God, be faint-hearted. But Lord Jesus, help us to enter boldly before the King of kings, Lord, with our petitions, God, for our lost loved ones, oh God, for our children, for our families, for our community, for our co-workers, Lord Jesus. And help us, Lord Jesus, help us, God, to be a light. Let us be a light. Let us always stand for truth. Let us keep our hearts pure. Lord, we want to be a holy church, God. It must be a holy church. Lord Jesus, let us lift up holy hands as we worship you. And Lord, I pray that you would take all of our efforts, oh God, and multiply them, Lord. It's only you can do. And we praise you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands and ask God to send a revelation of holiness to us. Lord, I want to be a holy, a holy people. That's my desire, Lord. That's my desire, Lord. I want to serve you. Brother French, come up, come up here and pray for us. Praise God. I know I've labored it tonight, but I feel strongly tonight Esther if her beauty was not just in her features but it was the beauty of holiness that uh, was such a attraction to those around her and that what is what I believe God is going to do in these last days can we just lift our hands one more time brother French is coming let's ask God to fill us with a love for holiness Pray for us. Lord in your name tonight God I'm I pray that we would receive this word. There are layers to it, Lord. And there are revelations, Lord, that are still that are still being unfolded out of this message, God. And I pray that we would receive the word with gladness. I pray that we would love holiness. And Lord, I pray that we would avoid compromise at all costs. Even when it seems dangerous. Lord, to withstand compromise, I pray that we would have the courage of spirit to come boldly before the throne of grace. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And the church said in Jesus' name.